Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Mental Health Comedy Podcast. I'm Ed Krasnick, your co-host. My co-host, Jennifer Kalari, will be along shortly. This is the show where we take you to Dysfunky Town. Won't you let us take you to Dysfunky Town? We're putting the funk in dysfunction. We talk about mental health issues, all kinds of issues, and we also practice uh, skills because uh, mental health is something that you practice, so I've heard. So we do it, and nobody does it better than my partner, uh, the high priestess of the hippocampus, Jennifer Kalari, and she'll be joining us in just a minute. I, I want to talk today about what makes you uncomfortable. And when I say you, I mean me. But I want to talk about it. Uh, I want to talk about how you are at apologizing. Are you a good uh, person up at apologizing? It's an art form. I thought we could talk about things like what you need most in your life, what kind of support you like to get, and what you're feeding yourself physically and spiritually and emotionally. Any of those will do. Any of those subjects will do. We can talk about any of it. But our guests today, I'm very excited about because I've been listening to their podcast which is called Dumb Gay Politics. And it's been on for a, a long time. It's really good. It's really interesting. It's funny and entertaining and insightful. And they talk a lot of shit. And I'm excited to be talking some shit with them on, on today's show. And it's Julie Goldman and Brandy Howard. And they're going to be joining us uh, very shortly also. Everything is coming up. Nothing is happening now, but everything is coming <laughs> coming up. It's just like COVID. It's like it, it, we'll all get out eventually, but nothing right now. So I want to tell you that the show today is brought to you by Therapies. Therapies is the new app that finds therapists for you. Therapies takes the intake out of the process. It matches you not only with style and personality, but also hobbies and interests and fashion. So during those lulls, you can talk about your favorite characters, recipes, movies, books, and more. You can talk about why you hate succession and love succession, whatever you want. Uh, it also supplies your therapist with pleasant Zoom backgrounds or maps of coffee shops in your neighborhood where you can go if you show up in person. Start your overwhelming holiday spirit on the right foot. Say your peace and get some peace with therapies. Now, we always like to welcome listeners, no matter what emotional state they're in. Here are just a few emotional shout-outs. If your neighbor is white as a sheet because they're in the KKK, welcome. If you become emotionally incapacitated when your fire stick doesn't work, welcome. If you fall asleep to reruns of To Catch a Predator, welcome. If you believe President Biden actually knows you because you get direct texts for money that say, This is Joe. Welcome. And if you're beating yourself up even now, there's always a place for you right here on the Mental Health Comedy Podcast. And now it's time to present my partner, the soothsayer of serotonin, the lion tamer of the limbic system, the high priestess of the hippocampus, as I said before. I'll come up with other things as we go. Jennifer Kalari. Jennifer. Uh, welcome to the program. We've been off for a couple of weeks. How are you doing? And and Jennifer, what makes you uncomfortable? You're a therapist. What makes me uncomfortable? A this conversation? <laughs> this conversation. For one. Um, no. Right. No. Uh, right. Listen, a lot of things. And you just have to learn how to 
regulate that and process emotion and just feel it and let it go because not being uncomfortable is not such a bad thing. It's really not. It's how you learn. It's how you grow. It's how you figure things out. So you should head to, you should head towards it. You should head towards it. Is that the idea? Well, listen, you don't want to be uncomfortable about everything, but if you're comfortable all the time, you're not growing and you're boring. Like life has to have some challenges in it. You have to be uncomfortable in order to learn and grow and figure out who you want to be. And the same thing every day, doing only things that are comfortable will not help you do that. Well, for you, is there a particular situation that that gives you uh, a challenge? Uh, party. I'm thinking from a party, parties, any kind of parties. Really, I, I do not enjoy parties. No. And I'll what go. do you what do you do what do you not like about parties, and what do you do to deal with it? Not like it's so funny because I can stand on a stage and talk to five thousand people, but put me in a party, and I just want to go. <laughs> Okay. I, I just, I don't know. Small talk. I'm not a fan of small talk. Wow. That's yeah. what I had planned for the whole show today. Well, so probably, I mean, it's okay, but it's, but it's uncomfortable. You're going to be very uncomfortable. Yeah. Howie Mandel came on the show and he told us that he is comfortable with discomfort, that he has learned how to become comfortable with discomfort. So it is a good thing. But when, yeah, when you seek comfort, the thing is you don't, you don't feel alive. And that's really something that's happened in the culture, especially because of what we've had to survive. I don't think a lot of people feel alive. And I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> I'm, I just think that people have learned to survive in today's well, world. Part of being alive is feeling a lot of different things, right? And, and putting yourself out there and challenging yourself a little bit and getting outside of your comfort zone and realize that you have to have some negative or challenging experiences in order to truly be happy. I think that's a big thing. How do you like to get your support? Do you like to get it from Amazon? Do you like to get it in a package? Do you like to get it in a box? How, what's the best way to support you? What, what do you mean? I mean, like, sometimes people like space. Like emotional support? Like emotional, yeah, emotional support. support, yeah. Sometimes people like space. Sometimes people don't like to be asked questions. Right. Well, I like get a little both. Like, I love to lean on my family my kids, my husband, I'm there for them. They're there for me. It's lovely to have that support and have an ear. And then, yeah, there's definitely times where I just leave me alone, <laughs> shut the door and just be. How do you, how does a therapist disengage from their clients and actually cleanse their, their palate in a way so they can go on with life and not carry with them all the, all the stuff that comes up? Question. Well, I mean, I've been doing it 30 years. So you kind of, you do sort of get used to, to doing that. In the beginning, you take it all home. But I think also when you love, I love what I do and I love my clients and I love seeing the changes and the growth and I find it invigorating and in general, and really, I don't know, in general, I just find it joyful. I mean, even when people are struggling to, to see how much passion they have, because I mostly do parenting work, right? Right. Um, and see how, how much they love their kids and how they're willing to do whatever they need to do to build that connection and build that relationship. And then you just see them enjoying their kids more and more after really, you know, struggling. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, you know, I think just enjoying time with my family and meditation is a big thing for me. Walking is a big thing for me. Yeah. Being in nature, yeah. you know, that like just, I love being out in nature and just being away from everything. That's a really important thing. And turning my phone off is big. Yeah. Do you ever have you ever had a, a client where or a family where it's like I can't help these people? 
yes, but and it's a complicated answer because connected parenting is really it's it's a model where people have to be able to find that connection, even with a difficult, impossible behavioral child. You've got to find a way to love that kid through it and see that behavior is a symptom. Connected parenting is is complex because you have to be able to love your child through the most ugly, awful behaviors, right? You have to see right through them into their heart. And that's not easy to do when your child is, you know, fighting back and being difficult and being challenging and causing all kinds of problems in relationships as you disagree with how to parent. And so you really have to get to that beautiful place in the middle. So sometimes families have to go and do some other work first in order to come back and be ready to do that. But no, you know what, for the most part, what always inspires me is how much people love their kids and how much they're willing to dig as deep as they have to, to make things better, at least the people that come to Connected Parenting. How would you introduce them? Because we're going to talk in a second with uh, Julie Goldman and Brandy Howard. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about the news. How, how do you introduce kids to the news? Well, I don't think kids should be watching the news. Little kids shouldn't. And the, and the fact that, you know, when I was a kid, it was on like at dinner time, <laughs> and I didn't bother with it, right? And now it's sort of on with cable news. It's on all the time in the background. So I think it's really important not to have the news on. Don't even let your kids be listening to that stuff. And if you do have really important age appropriate conversations about it and don't overwhelm them with mm. it, I think they know too much sometimes. And depending on their age, leave them alone. Just let them be kids. Let them play. But they get so much. They get so much through their phone. They're aware of every single thing that goes yeah, on. And they don't need more. And you can have really good, loving conversations about it. In, in a big way, conversations about things like how everyone's polarized and how let's find things in common and finding ways to kind of regulate that. So when you hear, because I have a lot of kids that I work with that literally have, well, a lot of social anxiety for sure. A lot of eco-anxiety. I can't tell you how many kids in their sessions are like, I don't know if there's going to be a world when I'm 30. Wow. I don't even know if I'm going to get married. I don't know if there's, I mean, what's it, what's the world even going to look like? The little kids thinking about that and worrying about that and not able to sleep because of wow. that. And we can't even mm. imagine that as children, we didn't have to think about that. Was mm. I going to hit middle age? Like that, that's really what they worry about. So they carry this very deeply. And so mm. having really frank, but loving and very appropriate age appropriate conversations with your kids so that they're informed, but not overwhelmed is really important. And what's a quick skill to help a, a kid who's overwhelmed and who comes to, comes to you with those kind of issues? What do you do um, as a parent or what can you model for them? Yeah. Well, so the first thing is, is really leaning in and listening to them. If immediately you start with, oh, don't worry and we'll figure it out and humans are brilliant and we'll solve the problem. You don't know that and they know you don't know that. So part of it is just to sit with them. And this is the hardest thing as a parent. It's even hard to do as a friend. It's hard to do as a partner. Just sit with them in that place where they're feeling scared and hold their hand or soothe them and say, you know what? I get it. It's hard. This is a big thing to worry about. And don't rush to fix it and solve it. You can't anyway. Once they feel like you truly understand what they're carrying around and how frightened they actually are, which is hard as a parent to do that. You want to fix it. You want to make them feel better. You want to, here, let's let's go make them, you know, let's make some ice cream. <laughs> like, I want you to feel better. Um, and sometimes we want our kids to feel better so we can feel better. But right. helping them to feel these things and loving them through it and supporting them, they'll learn how to literally alchemize those feelings, feel them, note them, 
have support and love from you. And then you can go off and either think about some ways that things could get better or what could we do in our own house to make things better or how can we, then we can move to distraction, but really it's important to be present first. Yeah. If I knew as a kid that feelings don't kill you, first of all, I'd be a billionaire now because I would have saved all (laughs) this money in therapy, but I'd be a lot taller and I wouldn't have the posture of a question mark. That is how I would be different. But right now I want to bring in our guests because I'm a fan and because uh, we're going to we're going to start talking shit. I haven't talked shit in my whole life, but it's time for me to talk shit. Now, these people, talented performers, hosts, what can you say? They they're brave. I mean, they're brave people. Their podcast is excellent. It's called uh, Dumb Gay Politics. You can hear it wherever you get your your podcast. And it's Julie Goldman and Brandy Howard. Julie and Brandy, first of all, are you still alive? Are you there? And uh, what kind of shit is going on? Uh, what's, what's what's up for you? I have ADD and I really just needed to do 50, th- 50 different things. You know, there was like a light okay. and there was like a, something glimmering and Fine. I thought yeah. I it's- felt my back fat. It just was too many things. <laughs> you did a lot in the time that we've been on. You guys comment a lot and I'll stop calling you guys in a second. I'm, it's when it's not third grade, but. You, you comment a lot on what's going on in the news and what's happening politically, sociopolitically, politically in your podcast and in your work. And how do you stand it? Because I, I was watching, you know, I used to watch Rachel Maddow and then I started getting sick just because mm-hmm. it was just too, you know, was it was like. Is too long, Because she takes too long to get to the point. Because she's like talking me. about something that happened yesterday, and then she starts back in 1962 with a picture of an extra who's in the audience of prices, right? And you're like, where the hell are you going with this, bitch? I know. But she's amazing. But she's amazing. She but it's just, you have to, it's very hard to leaven the news. It's very hard to say, I'm going to watch for four <laughs> seconds. And now I know they're going to repeat this story a thousand times with different commentators. Let me stop now. How do you, yeah. what do you do? Yeah, that's the problem that we have found from doing when we started the podcast, we never could have imagined Ed. the matrix, the K hole, the whole hole, the B hole <laughs> of the news. And that is the 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 number one. The news the headline is that the news is all the same news. Once you've heard the one headline, everyone else jumps on board. It's a train. The news is just a train. And the problem is that you go and you get that and then you want other actual news. We want to hear we want to hear more than just people pondering about what would have happened if that isn't news and yet we get that a lot and I think that's also what causes people a lot of stress. That a lot endless, of the news endless speculation. Endless speculation. The news has become a 24-hour cycle of endless speculation which has led to I we think exactly where we are right now. Speculation and ranting. Both of those. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. We a lot of ranting. Oh, uh, we rant. We rant. We rant. <laughs> well, you, yeah. Well, you're very, you're very entertaining. Like, yeah. There's also yeah. an addictive part to it. Like you get addicted. What's new? Boring, boring, boring. Ooh, what's this? Why don't you get mm-hmm. this jolt well, of dopamine? Well, it's yeah. fight or flight. It's, it's all based on fight or flight. It's what they're trying to do is they're trying to stimulate your, we talk about a brain, brain function a lot on the show, and they're trying to stimulate this, this fight-or-flight response because when you're in a fight-or-flight mode, you're easily malleable, you're, you're a better consumer, you'll buy mm-hmm. anything, you'll, you'll, you'll stuff watching. anything, you'll keep watching, you'll be addicted to your phone or your really? news or whatever it is. Yeah. 
adrenaline, right. dopamine, adrenaline, dopamine, adrenaline, dopamine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The adrenaline, dopamine dance. You know, when you, you talk about all this stuff and you, you, you look at what's happening in the news every day, how do you cleanse yourself of all the, the crap? Well, when we first started, you know, we were on reality TV or we were on Bravo. I didn't watch any news. Like I just was like living my best life while Obama was there. I was like, this is great. I don't have to worry about anything. He's there. I love him. And that's all that matters. And he's taking care of the shit. And then, you know, Julie's a lesbian. So she, of course, loves the news and shit. She loves politics. And she's in Hillary Clinton. And it's like, oh, God. Just draining. And so. Let's keep track of our oppression, okay? We have to keep track of our oppression. Ladies, yeah, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's with me, ladies? Yeah. Go ahead. Sure. And by the way, sure. I do have permission to say you guys to us. Yes. We don't, please. We're not uh, no, pronoun okay. cops over here. Oh, yeah. I'm so scared. I really yeah. have such a. I, I live in terror because I don't get the right. The problem is I never get the right ones. That's the problem. And um, you know what? The thing is, Ed, and for anyone, and I say this as not just a les but like a big one is like i look you know i get mistaken for a man all the time i constantly get misgendered blah 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 but just like watching this is the lesson i think for at least for for me for watching the news and it's the same for being a person who is such as myself where you you've been extreme you get angry you're angry and just like the dopamine the adrenaline the dopamine i'm adrenalized by my own anger by my victimhood now i'm gonna lash out oh look at me i feel so great i've moted someone down then it happens again and again and again the cycle never changes the only time it changed is when somebody says excuse me sir and i'm like okay go ahead and it didn't hurt me it didn't do anything to me because that means nothing the same with the news when you find that middle ground and you are able to really, really see it all, it really does soften the edges, I think. Yeah, we we basically, we started the podcast and we just, because of doing this basically since, you know, Trump got into office until now, we, the matrix opened up. Like mm-hmm. we hate the news. We hate the main, we call it the lame stream media. Honestly, <laughs> we do. We would watch Trump. We called it coronavirus live. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it hit an all time awful nightmare during Corona. I was mm-hmm. like, get the death count off. Yep. I mean, we didn't mm-hmm. want to hear. We were like, so we would watch his coronavirus live every day. <laughs> and we thought it was a pure comedy hour. And the level of the obnoxiousness of the people from CNN, like Caitlin Collins, and they're just asking him the most, they're, they're, they're asking him stupid questions that they have the answers to and he's getting pissed off. And then people are like talking shit about him and it's like, but they're asking stupid questions that they know the answer to mm-hmm. and that none of us need the answer to. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they still do it to this day. They do it to, they do it to Jen Psaki, who's, who's Joe Biden's look, I'm getting enraged now. I hate the news. <laughs> yeah, you're I starting to go up. Yeah. You're going <laughs> up. Because what, it's like, what, yeah. so what should I just want to say? What we do is we watch, we do watch Jen Psaki and though Trump didn't have they he didn't do that, you know, we did watch old what's her name? Sarah Huckabee yeah. Sanders. When when she did it mm-hmm. next question, shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> we watch her. <laughs> I know. We try to watch the White House press briefings. That's what we do. Yeah. We try to look for news. We you know, and even if it's like, oh, Trump is doing prison reform, we try to like find we whatever we just try to find the actual news. Mining the actual news. information. Yeah, the information. It, where, where do you get where do you get fair and balanced news in media? Because the thing about you what don't. you're saying about people being commentators, the reason why they're doing that is because it doesn't cost as much <laughs> money. So you get these commentators and you have them on retainer and they all kind of hang out 
and then they'll come on four or five times a day because news is not a 24 hour operation. It should never right. be. So that was the problem, but it's a money thing. So that's never going to change because it costs too much money to have actual reporters. So where would you get, you know, would you get, is it the PBS news hour? Is it, is it somewhere else? Is it like, well, cause we, I'll tell we you, do. we yeah, watch, we watch C-SPAN There's number one. And we do, we, we go onto the white house YouTube channel and we watch, we watch what the white house puts out and whether it's, you know, you have to be able to, we're grown adults. We have our own discerning minds. We can go, okay, well, that's some bullshit. <laughs> but we don't believe yeah. everything. But we and you can go online if they have a ch- if, if Jen Psaki goes on and says, I don't know, eighteen thousand people were airlifted out of Afghanistan. You go, huh? Let me Google that quick. And then you, there are things you can fact check, and there are different fact checking websites, and there's just different things where you can at least if five different the Washington Post and New York Times and a different um, websites all are corroborating it, then you kind of can go, okay, well, I guess that's the truth. I mean, yeah. for the most part. And we just want the information. And even if it's the information that they're giving, it's like, okay, well, that's the information they're giving and you make right. choices for yourself. But we don't have Facebook. That, we're, mm. we're totally against Facebook. One way that we like to cleanse is go, fuck Facebook. Get off <laughs> Facebook. If you're on Facebook, yeah. you're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. We shame people to hell. <laughs> nonstop for being on Facebook at all. Mm -hmm. Not because you want to share pictures of your kids, not because it's the only way you see your mom. We don't care why. Not because of your dumb job. Get the fuck off of Facebook. (laughs) Like stay on Instagram if you have to do it. But Facebook has to go. It's horrendous and horrific. It's definitely part of the news issue. Mm -hmm. And it is like causing these, that's why these kids have social anxiety. And it's, I mean, why we all do. I, I've never been on it, and I and I have it because of Facebook. I didn't go on it because I was like, "Oh, that brings out the worst in me. I'm not doing that." I'm my, jealous of everyone. Yeah, go the ahead, teams I work with are, I mean, the the social anxiety, the stress that they're under, and they're not on Facebook. That's for old people. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're on the gram. <laughs> they're gramming that, it up or what? They're TikToking it right? up. <laughs> but they're having these conversations where they're just showing the ceiling and their forehead. And then you're supposed to, if you leave someone on red, but red and didn't answer, like there's all of these complex, incredibly sophisticated rules that you have to follow. And then you're ranking yourself constantly as a kid. Um, mm. It's overwhelming. It, it really is. They are completely stressed out and exhausted it's from it. It's so for sad. Sure. I just think it's sad, it's, yeah. sad, sad, sad. Yeah. I really Yeah, do. wouldn't want to be a kid today. It's very, very difficult. The other thing is kids don't have, they don't have any agency. And I don't mean they're not represented by William Morris. I mean, they don't have any agency, <laughs> have any agency. In, in, their, in their life. They need an agency. They need, they need, uh, you know, uh, WME. Um, but but no, they, they, they're not able to go out. They're not able to be in their neighborhoods by themselves. Mm. It's not the same kind of world where they can just, you see, you know, I used to go as a kid, see at dinner time, whatever yeah. you want to do, just go. Yeah. yeah. They don't have that. So how do you give kids, Jennifer, how do you, how do you give people, you know, how do you give people agency in this, in this day and age? It's hard because ki- I mean, kids are just as connected to their parents too. It's not just the parents wanting to know where the kids are. The kids want to know where the parents are. Like everyone's super connected and kids are followed on the geo, we can see where your kid is. And I don't know, it's, it's a little bit crazy and I can see it. I can see it in how the kids feel like they don't necessarily, they have very little freedom. I mean, the pandemic can help 
but they, I don't know, it's so hard in there. And social anxiety is crazy. They're, they're afraid to go out. They're afraid of other teenagers. They're, they're afraid of being looked at and you've got to look perfect. And there's all of this, um, it's so much self-marketing with the yeah. online. It's like they're all like people- professional publicists for themselves now. I mean, we all have yeah. to be, it's like exhausting. Yeah. And they all kid, think they're yeah. so happy behind those pictures and they're not. They're not. They're and what about that not- band girl? That was really the oh. straw that broke the camel's back, right? The oh, beautiful God, Gabby Petito. Yeah. It's mm. like if that didn't mm. show everyone that these people are, this is all a facade with these young people. I don't know. I had debilitating like insecurities. I mean, I still do. But as a teenager, like I'd be like, mom, drop me off down the block. <laughs> if anyone sees this car, she's like, what? It's a Toyota Camry. I'm like, oh, go die. I can't. Like, I'm so embarrassed with everything. Like I was like, I'm like, you're too embarrassing. Now, to look, please multiply that by a million. So let's say, oh, yeah. I don't know, you yeah. trip in the cafeteria and your tray goes flying. 25 years ago, people would talk about it and they'd laugh about it and they'd call you the tray girl or whatever for a few days. And then everyone f- would forget until somebody else does something. Now it's all over the, now everyone's sharing the right. video. It and it's like, it's everywhere. It's, it's mm. so the level of stress that they're under is extraordinary. And parents love to talk about how kids are stuck on their phones, but you know what? Parents are stuck on their phones. They've done studies. The parents are not on the fo- their phones that much less than teenagers. That's the, that's the reality. So how do you you break that spell, break that cycle? You know, when I put the phone down, I mean, one time I was at, I was at Disneyland with my daughter and I left, I forgot my phone. I can't. And I sat (laughs) Exactly. It was a small world after all. And the world got smaller. Believe me. Um, It was a world of laughter and a world of tears. I, I, uh, no, I, uh, you know, I left it in the car and I, I did this weird thing. My, my wife went off with my daughter and they went on a ride and I sat by the cars uh, exhibit that they have in California adventure. And I, I meditated without my phone. And you know what? It was like the best time I ever had in my life. (laughs) people watching you just sit there and watch people no one does that anymore no one's there oh, my, my mother used to love that we used to watch and comment of course on people yeah yeah that's what me and Joey yeah. do. but that's we can <laughs> yeah. only do it as like a codependent team right if i'm alone yeah. it's not as fun yeah not I mean, as I much fun the phone has made yeah. everyone even more codependent yeah. because you can't even i have no reason to feel fear when my phone is gone but then when it is, I feel like I'm going to be lost. I'm going to be alone. I'm going to be <laughs> abandoned. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to fall in a ditch. You're no, not going to know how to get in your car. I won't know how to open the car, yeah. <laughs> drive anywhere, do anyone. I don't know anyone's number by heart. I couldn't, pay phones don't exist. What if I go to a gap? And now I'm in a whole thing. And it's Call insane. Anyone. That That's what happens initially. number yeah. anymore. I don't even know no. my kid's phone. But, like, that, no. but that's what happens initially. And then you know what happens? You start to relax. Yeah. If you can get beyond that cry, if you can get beyond that fight or flight stuff, you start to relax, and then you start to feel bigger than the phone and bigger Ooh. than your circumstances. It's amazing. It it yeah. might go away, but I'm saying that that stuff exists. And and the other thing is that there's amazing news stories that are happening every day. We just don't hear about them all over the world. People are solving social issues, yes. and you and don't hear it. There are yep. sites though. You can find that news. If you actually think about news in particular, and this is kind of hard to imagine, but it's really true. Like if you actually think all day long about how many things go right, how many people are actually following the rules and being nice to each other and helping out, that is mostly what's happening. It's just the news grabs 
these little blips, these terrible things. And then as you were saying, plays it all day. And then 14 people discuss and suppose about it. There are 14 listeners. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And people like to keep their own opinions echoed back. They don't want to hear challenging opinions for the most part. No. They want to hear what they say back at them. Think what you think is comfortable. Comfortable and familiar. Familiar is comfort and comfort is familiar. And I think people search out even when they look for news. Like we do a segment on our show called So There's That, where I have to find one good story a week. And when I tell you it's torture, okay, because you have to find something that is a good policy or a good natured story or something like what Jennifer was speaking, something to give people hope. And it's really hard. But if that's the mission and that's the goal must be attained, there's no other goal that I can get to except for that. It will be found. It's a lot of work right. and it's a lot of well, mining and mining and mining. Well, but it's, well I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you because I work with a, a, a place, an app that actually curates solutions news all over the world. Solutions journalism, which is a movement all over the world. There are solutions journalists. They're writing stories about people who are solving social issues. And they're amazing. Mm. And they curate it in this app called the Squirrel News, uh, squirrelnews.net. Yep. It's unbelievable. <laughs> And, and it's all on the news services. It's actually not, it's on BBC News. It's on all the news services, but it's just buried behind all the clickbait stuff. Mm. So it's, it's a movement that's coming and it changes your mental health. All of a sudden you start thinking about possibilities. We yes. had somebody on the show. We're going to go back to it, but it's called the Confess Project. They're training. This is one of like a million stories. They're training black barbers in black neighborhoods to be mental health coaches. That's like one idea that's spread across 25 states now, okay? So that's like one of a thousand stories. But when I heard that, I was like, okay, that's just brilliant. That's just absolutely brilliant. And it works. And when you hear news like that, your body changes. Biochemically, your body actually changes. It's, yeah. it, you feel different. And that's that's the kind of news your kids should be watching. And that's the kind of news we should all at least be searching out. I know it's hard, but... I, I don't know if it's just, I never knew if it was just my personality type or what, but I know that I get, what I get upset about is usually like, let's say if, if we're, cause we talk a lot about, you know, a lot of people we know have been radicalized X, Y, Z, you know? And like, I think mm-hmm. Julie will focus more on <laughs> how they've turned into assholes, which is true. But then I'm, I just, I get upset because it's just, no one's talking about what we're going to do, what people can, what can people do if their mother or their son or their brother or whoever, you know, during the pandemic got sucked into like whatever Facebook group and now they're radicalized into some, you know, basically what I consider to be a cult, but whatever the, this, this, whether it's MAGA or QAnon or whatever it is, they've become, their, their politics have become radicalized and nobody's talking about how to how to help these people or what we're all going to do collectively to just to, to, so here, to get a solution. Yeah. So that's why I feel like that, that app is, could be important for me. Cause I just need to feel like there's somebody out there doing something to, for solutions. Yeah. yeah. Jennifer, right. Jennifer, go, go Jennifer. Well, okay. So what I was going to say, cause this is what life, everything in, in the universe really is about polarity, right? It's, it's about pendulums. It's about swinging and it's about correcting. And the more, energy and momentum and thought and obsession you give to something, even something you hate, it builds and it gets bigger. But what's also happening is a counter to that is also building. 
you may not see it, but it's building because all, like all of that counter energy people are talking about and thinking about, right? But everything swings, everything polarizes. So the key, and this is not easy, is to find that motionless center where you just kind of know that this stuff is all swirling around and where can you find common ground? So in your aunt who suddenly into QAnon and thinks we're all going to be dead in three years, what's the commonality? She's afraid. She wants the world to be at a better place. She doesn't want us to be tricked and fooled. And she's afraid. She's so scared. Like at the bottom of all this, people are really afraid. And fear polarizes people and it pulls people away from each other. Anytime you can say, I can see you're scared. What are you scared of? Be curious. What's happening? What is this about? And then when you can actually find that commonality, fear, or, or you just want the world to be a better place, or you love your family and you want to save them from whatever they don't know is happening, focus on that. And then slowly what actually happens is oxytocin and serotonin, which are known as the here and now chemicals. They actually strengthen the immune system, speed up neuroplasticity, help the brain and the heart get into brain-heart coherence. And then the person starts to go, oh, I feel safe in this conversation. I, I'm kind of connected to softness or a little bit more as corny as it sounds love in this moment. And maybe I can actually listen now to what they have to say to me. Because there's yeah. a lot of confrontations and not a lot of conversations happening. Well, that's true. And, and, and also just noticing it. Like I'm reading about there's this group that's dealing with kids who are turning violent and school massacres and things of that, that nature. And a lot of them are just talking about noticing and turning your light on and being aware that these people are sending messages. They're sending you messages before these acts happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that with the with this with those kids and the shootings and the incels and the I the entitlement and I deserve and I'm sure and I guess that is all based in fear and a longing and a sadness and a loneliness and all of that stuff. And I think, you know, and I'm guilty of like looking at someone like that and being like, just fuck off, just fuck off. But what I should do is go, God, you know, I'm sad too. I'm lonely too. I'm we're, we're all lonely. We're all longing. We're all looking, we're all whatever. And it's so hard to do that. And we are all now a country, a country of people divided in their fear who can't come together in any way because they're so egregious by the other person's fear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, well, I yeah. don't want to hug an incel. I hate that he hates women. I hate it. But maybe if he sh- felt love from a woman, he might feel better about not hating women. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the next, the next time you get that reactive thing, the next time I get that reactive thing where I get, start to get crazy, I, I, a wonderful thing is to stop, is to just stop in the just moment. Just be aware. Just stop yeah. and just say something in the moment. Just stop and say, Wow, there's a lot going on with that, but you know, whatever look, it is, look at that, look at that, notice that. Wow. And you just have wow. to go and hug someone that you don't, <laughs> that you deeply struggle oh, with. That. I the, do, but that's my story. <laughs> but this is so important because we have to everything, and this pendulum idea of energy swinging. I mean, that's what weather is about. <laughs> it's all about balancing, right? And we want that that place in the middle. So the more we get angry at the other side. And the more we look at them, can you believe it? And we kind of do that ranting thing that we're actually feeding that. Yeah. We're right. creating. Right. right. That's what you're feeding. Right. That's what right. you're feeding. Right. That's what you're feeding. During the during Corona, 
for me anyways, it was with the vaccine, let's say <clears throat> I was scared of the vaccine personally. I have it, but I, I am still scared of what's going to happen long term wise. And I'm resentful that everybody else didn't have to do it too. But I understand the people that don't, unlike a lot of other people, I'm not mad at the, the, the people that don't want the vaccine because I get it and I didn't want the vaccine and I had, you know, I had to get it. So, yep. but I'm, but I understand that they're scared. They're scared of, they don't know what's in it. They don't trust big pharma, whatever. I understand all of that. So I, what you're saying does resonate because I know when it's easy for me to understand the fear, then I can get behind it. But I guess when it's, when you know that, that people, their fear is based in, I don't know, an otherism or, and it becomes, yeah, their fear. The Jews and the space lasers yeah, and black and, people and, and this and gays. And whatever. whatever. Yeah. It becomes very hard to. It's hard. To get it's with hard. And be, not also to like grow think, up. Like, for someone to be like that, to be that angry and that hateful towards people they don't even know. What a state that person must be in, right? How scared, how sad, how desperate. It must not be fun to be them. I mean, that's kind of what I think when I look at people like that. I'm like, I feel empathy for them. I, I don't, I would not want to be in their shoes. And the answer actually, I think, is if each person, it sounds so ridiculous, but it's so true, I think, if each person can really try to regulate their own fear, to get better at self regulation, to get better at looking at the big picture, to get better at seeing what do we have in common? What, what are we all scared of here? What are we all facing here? And if everybody did that and we parented our kids that way and we brought that into every conversation, even when it starts out not so great, I think that's how we change things. It's just slow and nobody wants to do it. We're comfortable <laughs> being mad. We're comfortable yeah. pointing at other people, right? And More we're familiar. And we're More addicted. Familiar. That's and we're addicted to it. So, so we say the term self-parenting which is a term that not a lot of people use, but it's a great term because all the stuff that you're talking about parents doing with kids, we have to do with ourselves. Yeah. And when I say we, I mean me. I'm the worst <laughs> at this. I, I don't do it well. I don't, I, I'm aware of all of it, but I don't, I make the old choices, right? I make the, I'm still wearing bell bottoms. Like this is from a long time ago. <laughs> I don't think it's right, but I do it. No, but I, I, I do, you know, I think, I think it's more, it's more familiar and, uh, but there's tremendous power in just noticing and stopping, just stopping in the moment. It's hard. I think for people to, it's like being in a room with somebody, you know, hates you. And now I'm in a room with someone I know hates me and wishes not well for me. And now I'm supposed to somehow empathize with them. And now, you know, it's like a, we're a country of di divided into that. They hate you know me. I hate them, you know, and I think the news speaking of, and the media uh, fl flames the fires of both sides and the, media. and the, and social media and liberal media, let's say, and we're liberal, we're liberal, but the more, you know, our side, let's say, quote unquote, keeps being like, they're stupid and they're ignorant and they don't know what they're talking about. And did it, it's just making it worse. It's just making in, it in, all worse. And, and in, in, in any, in any moment you can stop, you can take a breath, you can turn it off. 
you can. And I'm not saying you, Julie. I'm saying, you know, I hope no, I, I know can you're do speaking that. directly at me, Ed. I, I, am, I am singling you out right now. I'm calling you out, really. Um, no, but it's, it's, it's really like that. There's a choice to be made. In I think that's true. And if you make one choice during the day, one conscious choice, that's like that sends ripples through, you know, through the air. It really, it yeah. really does, because it Can affects the way you relate to other people. You know. Yeah. When yeah. you are yeah. at Disneyland, what kind of meditation are you into? Do you tra- do transcendental? Are you doing like Nam Myoho Renge No, I actually have. I studied Vedic meditation, so I have a word. I have a thing. But in that day, I think I was just. I think I was just, you know, quieting my mind, just following my breath. But I have different kinds of meditation. That I'm not a great you know, I'm not a great meditator. I'm still wearing bell bottoms, remember? Um, so I'm not, I'm not a great meditator. But when I do it, it is amazing how powerful it is. And it's amazing how, how good it can feel. Because again, you get bigger than these things. Emotions are just, they're energy. They're just traveling. They want to come out, but I'm holding on to it. I realized one night during a show, I used to do this show. It's a long story. But I realized that what makes people tired is that they're holding on to their feelings. What makes them tired is not their job or their spouse or whatever. They're holding on to their feelings. And it drain it's draining. That's what's fatiguing people. Well, so the people that you're talking about <laughs> Well, that's listen, I wish that's I would get it. That's well, yeah. Drinking is a you know, yeah. listen, I yeah. don't know. You gotta you guys gotta you have to uh, teach me about that because I haven't been drinking enough in my life. I think I need to drink more. Oh god, will destroy your life. <laughs> Good. We drink not to feel our feelings. And feelings are meant to be felt. It's they're yeah. information. They're telling us something. And if you ignore them, they build and then they become yeah. intolerable. And then you have to yell at people or drink yeah. or buy but something. vodka is meant to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that is so well, true, though. You true. can that, you can drink and true. do drugs. I mean, well, I don't, you know. We do. Well, we do I, I and or we. And you can try and defer the feelings for as long as you can. But you're absolutely right. Eventually, it comes so it's like a tsunami and it's right. and it's even worse. I mean, and, it, and now you're making terrible choices and just destroying your life. Well, All right. It, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the track. But Jennifer, did you have something? I just want to add one thing, and that's that if each if each of us and I I wrestle with this every single day. It's something I'm constantly aware of. Is am I about to speak because I feel like saying something, <laughs> or am I about to say something that would actually help the other person? Am I reacting to my world or am I responding to my world? Am I am I coming from a place of fear? Or am I coming from a place of centeredness, right? And you, you can even look. So let's say you're, I don't know, judging a bunch of people and they're horrible and they're saying terrible things. If, if you could literally even get to a place where you're like rise above and sort of think, okay, humans, I, I feel sorry for all of us. We have so much potential and we love so deeply the people that are close to us. And we're just a mess. It's so like feel sad for all of us, right? Just use that. Find a place to see where we have commonality and where most people, most people, unless you're a total sociopath, are really just terrified. And if you if you grow up listening to one side, that's all you'll ever know. Then they're trapped and sad and not living their best life. So either. we're all just sad and don't want to be poor. <laughs> it's basically hmm. what we're wondering. Yes. <laughs> What's yeah. happening yeah. here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're not doing this to help them. They're not not going to really make a difference to them if someone's that stuck in their anger and their rage nothing you're going to say is going to make a difference mm-hmm. not if you yell at them or give them a hug there it's nothing to them they're in their own space but you're going to feel better yeah right yeah 
may they be well, may they be happy, may they be well, may they be And And when I say that out loud and sit in my bell bottoms, it doesn't look very good. But now, <laughs> but now, now I'm going to shift the track. Okay, so I have to say Lifetime. I am fascinated by the Lifetime channels because they have channels now. There are more than one. They have a Christmas movie channel. They have a romance channel. And now they have a murder channel. So I love those three quadrants. I wish they would intersect, but I love them. And I wonder, do you guys have, when you watch what's on, whether it's reality TV or Lifetime, do you watch any of these things? And what what should we be watching? Is there anything that's out there that's like, that's like a great thing. Cause I saw you on the, on the people's couch on your show on Bravo. And I watched this clip where I can't really describe what was happening on the show, but it was hysterical to me. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. What should people, what should they be watching? Oh, uh, well, I do have to say, speaking of the lifetime there that we just saw this, what I, what I interpreted as a tragic, uh, Christmas movie called Housewives of the North Pole starring Kyle Richards. I need it. It's on Peacock. And and Julie sees it. She's like, oh my God, let's watch that right now. And I was like, it's on Peacock. We have to have the subscription. And they're not giving it free. And and then she was like, so bummed out. Like literally, I think it got on her phone like to get someone's peacock password. But like, you're going to, to preview <laughs> a movie about housewives of Christmas, and it's a whole thing with the kids, and it's a Christmas, and they're going to do the lights, and it's a, it's a competition, and the, the oh. mom, and this mom, and the dad, and the boom. I need it. I need it. I need it now. And wow. no, 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 we're being denied. Mm-mm. Oh, that's too bad. I can give you my peak. I think I have. We have. I think we're paying for it now, which is crazy. Uh, but we had to get that? the office. So we had to get the uh, office, and and you uh, couldn't get the office otherwise. Well, we but, watch a ton of TV. I mean, we watch so much television besides the news. I mean, the thing is, as far as the, you want to want to know what decompressing or what helps us to yeah, get away from the yeah. news, watching other yeah. TV is yeah. for. Writing partners, you know, first and foremost before anything. And so that just meant that we basically just watched TV all day. Yeah, sure. And sure. So, that's right. Did, and but, we watch but, everything. Yeah. What are you watching? But did you watch, did you watch a Lifetime movie, Uh-oh, Drink, no. Slay, Love? Did we just lose example? Ed? <gasps> we just lost Whoops, Ed. What happened? Oh, God, we're, we're here alone. Oh, I lost you for a minute. Okay, <laughs> Did you? Did Ed, you, we all started like throwing like spitballs at the chalkboard. <laughs> shit. We were like, "Yeah, the teacher's gone. Woo! Show your boobs!" Wow, that's just too much. Sorry, you missed still it. Still with the bell. Uh, still with the bell bottoms. Um, what now? What about my father must die or deadly daycare or mother may I sleep with danger? Did you see any of those? That mother may I sleep with danger is a famous one. Yeah, and you. Yeah. Well, we did recently the cheerleader oh, murders, which yeah. was horrific and horrendous, <laughs> terrible, horrible. I mean, but Mother May is a danger. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen that in a long, a long time. time. We were trying to, we were trying to think of another one that we watched, and we could not remember the name of it. Made for TV type movie where it's like there's a kidnapping and she's stuck in a in a in a storage unit in the woods and the thing and the coach and the um, women are all in on it and the, I, it's like Canadian. it was great it was great oh uh, we like watching but, sometimes the lifetime things can be really oh is that alias grace is that was that it was what it is called? it alias grace no that's a tv show it wasn't that it was a movie 
Oh my god! Wait, is that the one? That's on Netflix. I haven't watched that one. Oh, okay. Alias Grace. This was just like a Lifetime movie, but it was Canadian. And but it, what we like about Lifetime movies, oh, most of the time, all of the time, is that <laughs> Lifetime. Now, not Hallmark, because they use like known actors on Hallmark, but on Lifetime, you can see a whole movie and not know one person in it, and it's fantastic. Like, oh, you yeah. just want to get that yeah. like gamey acting. <laughs> And you don't know anyone because I mean we've right. been in this town a long time. It's like we're going to bound to run. It's like Julie was on a show with Kate McKinnon. Like we can't even stand <laughs> looking at TV because of rising commercial effects. Like it's a Kate in the commercial. It's like can we just get a minute without seeing how successful everyone else is? Yeah, that's really yeah. true. Everyone that else is, is a, successful. Yeah. Andy Kindler used to call me and he'd say, "Ed, I just oh want to update you. Seventy thousand people now doing better than we did when we started." <laughs> Just wanted to update you. Have a nice evening. Um, and it's now doing better. Now, is there a reality thing? I, I tell you, I mean, I've watched some, you know, in the early days, I used to work for Buena Vista. We used to work for mm. Disney. We had, you know, I work with Chelsea Handler and we did After Lately and we had all these, all the, we had the Real Housewives and all these things. Is there is there any show right now that, that, that maybe people don't know about that they should be watching that will help them in their lives to realize that they're not these people? I mean, we, this is just, it's not going to be, it's going to come out of left field probably, but we watched a ton of Bravo and we quit Bravo like addicts. That was really helpful too. I have to say like that became an addiction that was, that did turn toxic Mm -hmm. watching way too much housewives and stuff like that. So that really helped. Now we're sort of falling off the wagon. We're kind of back (laughs) doing it again, but that's how that goes. But there's a show on Bravo and it's called married to medicine. Oh my God. And a lot of people, skip over it for whatever reason because they just go right to housewives but they're doctors or they're married to doctors but they're they're women doctors and they just i don't know for us it's been really really therapeutic just oh my god and their relationships it, and- the thing is about this show is that unlike housewives is it's the housewives don't um focus too much on their really on their marriages let's say on their you know romantic relationships family and stuff and this show is basically trying to highlight what it's like for women who are doctors and have families and husbands or whatever, and then the partners of them as well. So, I mean, you want to talk about a person who's into like psychology and, and, and relationships. It is so intense and so deep. It has literally for us, it was like, like therapy. Like we would watch some of those shows cry and be, and, and have conversations about, you know, well, oh, well, I, I understand, I relate to that, or I feel like that, or you know what? It, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's not even a joke. It's but really then at good. the same time, the drama is out of control, and it's funny, and it's hilarious. They are. What is the name of that show? What is the name of that show? What's married the name? to medicine? medicine. Watch yeah. it immediately. I mean, you have to just give. You know, it's on Peacock. Oh. You know, you got the password, Ed. So. <laughs> Wow. I am so excited about this. And it it really, I mean, you have to be willing to like get through like, you know, some kind of like a little bit of trashy fighting, Yeah, but because that's part of it, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's it's successful women in Atlanta doctors by the, I tell you, and I'm just going to say this, and this is kind of a spoiler, but by like season five, you're watching, you've already been watching now. We watched basically eight years in like a week. And it was kind of a mindfuck, honestly. Like literally. Oh, we could morning, noon, and night. It's like, well, you know what? Two years ago when I paid my taxes off, I'm like, but really that was yesterday for us. <laughs> but so by the fifth year, this one couple, that's like the head, you know, one of the best like couples on it. 
they break up and they, and it's so awful. And then they literally get back together at the reunion. Andy Cohen and the whole mm. cast like gets around them and they get back together. Mm-hmm. That's how good the show is. <laughs> That's how good. Wow. It's like wow. This, with this relationship. And it's yeah. so, and you learn so much. Oh my God. I mean, for us, it's been, Ugh. it really has this year. It's been like, it's been everything to us this year. Mm-hmm. So it unfortunately did get us back into reality TV, but um, that is what we would say. It's the, it's the most underrated and most popular show on Bravo. I mean, it yeah. is. And most real. Yeah. Just most real. The, what, even if the, the scenarios are set up or whatever, and I know for the most part, but this, whatever's happening, at least we believe is really happening. And these relationships are real. These yeah. relationships are, you can tell. You, you can, tell. You can tell. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. it's so good. <laughs> Oh I'm my excited. god! I'm running to the. I'm running to Peacock. I'm running to Peacock. Me too. And, and yeah, Jennifer. And let me let me just tell you too. If you haven't seen Love on the Spectrum on Netflix or the show that. Encore or yeah. Encore with Kristen oh, Bell on Disney Plus, uh, is that worth spectacular, watching? Spectacular, spectacular! It's the greatest show. It, it will make you cry your eyes out. It's very good. It's very well done. Oh. Uh, she has nothing to do with it, really, but it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I can't recommend Encore and Love on the Spectrum enough. We have if you want Love on the Spectrum, and we did lo- really love it. Yeah. We learned oh a lot from God. that show. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Amazing. Um, <laughs> one- as a scripted, we want to tell you guys to watch the other two, oh. which is on HBO Max. Yes. It's, it's oh. The other, or the, we should watch the other two, like as in also. It's called The no, Other? We, no, it's called The <laughs> Other Two. two. Yeah. The Other Two. I have to, I do watch HBO Max every night, but it's, I will honestly, watch that now. Oh my God. It's a writers from SNL, and it's just oh. really quick. It's about this little um, boy whose name's Chase Dreams, <laughs> and he gets famous on YouTube, and his mom is Molly Shannon. He becomes this like YouTube sensation with like one music video. And then his older sister and brother like live in New York and they're the other two. It's so <laughs> oh, that's funny. Amazing. It's absolutely. Oh, hands I've down heard about this. Yeah. This it's, it was the, and we found that after watching Schitt's Creek, which we became oh obsessed God. with. Six times. I need a new show. I love it though. Of so course. Much. So good. Of and I, I will also just say quickly, when you watch the other two, then when you're done with it, because you're going to binge it really quickly, you can stay on HBO Max and go to the BBC version, the English version only okay. of Ghosts. Okay. Oh. It's life's blood. I I would literally oh. put it on to go to bed and I wouldn't even watch. I would just listen. It's so Ooh. goddamn funny. <laughs> I love Ooh. it. It's so good. Yeah, we liked it. So Did good. You watch, watch I'm getting into ghosts. Only the English version. You Don't even watch English, the American. You say British. British, British. Only the British version. Don't watch the American version. The American version will turn you off. Have has anyone watched Gentleman Jack? No. No. Oh, what is that? God. It's it's set in the 1800s. It's about a woman who's a lesbian and she was trying to find love. She didn't care what anybody thought. It's a true story. It's based on this woman's diaries that have been turned. It's phenomenal and i can't remember the gemma somebody it's british it's a british series of course, oh it's british. so good oh that's good you got it's us so good gentleman jack and i can't remember what network it's on but it's so good wow funny, as you described it when i was thinking it was american i was like no yeah no i thought it was a reality with, show oh good um ed i'm obsessed with british stuff and then i forced brandy to get into it and i love and live for um 
historical documentary <laughs> and uh, like Acorn TV and British shows and British dramas and Agatha Christie and Poirot and Marple mm. and all of that shit. I will. Ooh. I love that stuff. Well, that's that's great. we got to watch that. I I also recommend another lost uh, gem is Anne with an E on Netflix. Um, One of the most spectacular shows ever made. The woman who made it did two shows. She did Anne with an E and Breaking Bad. What Uh a writer. She does those two shows. Wow. So spectacular, spectacular. Well, we're going to we're going to wrap up. But you please come back. We have a lot more to talk about, a lot more to discuss and a lot more liquor to drink. We didn't drink oh, enough on this well, show. Next um, time we can do a drinking game with you, Ed, and you can um, pass please. out. Please. <laughs> please. Yeah, we'll go out and get drunk. <laughs> Let's really quick, before you let us go, I'm writing down the shows. Anne with an E, Gentleman Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ghosts. Okay, that's for you guys. What's, what was the other one? Love on, oh, 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 Encore. Encore, and, oh, Encore and Love on the Spectrum. But Encore, check out. You will love Encore. You mm. will be surprised. You'll cry your eyes out, but you'll also be moved and you'll be entertained. It's I can't recommend it enough. And you guys um, have to do the other two, for sure. The mm-hmm. other two. We, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is something I was going to look at. Um, and we'll and I was going to call, call the Midwife in there, too. That's also okay. call My mother the keeps midwife. telling me to watch Call okay. the Midwife. Call okay. the Midwife. Okay. We, we didn't discuss succession, but we will another time. <laughs> uh, we will another time. Please listen to Dumb Gay Politics wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, follow these. Follow, where do they follow you? Where do they follow you, both of you? Um, on Twitter, I'm at the Brandy Howard, and Julie is at Mr. Julie Goldman. <laughs> I love things it. Work yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love the handle. Okay. All right. Well, listen, a pleasure, an absolute pleasure uh, talking so to you, and please come back. Thank you, Jennifer, so much for everything, as usual, for opening up the world for us. And and uh, if you want to subscribe or listen to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, you can at makelightmedia.com, M-A-K-E-L-I-G-H-T, media.com. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. I'm Ed Krasnick. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.